Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi Terrors, I'm Rachel. And I'm Kimberly. And this is Terra Astralis. So clearly that's not Teresa. We have a <laughs> guest today. Me and Teresa will be recording next week, so we'll have a regular episode out with some I was gonna say fun, new new topics. That's it's I never fun. No. 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 What we cover um. is never fun. <laughs> But um, some interesting cases, that's for sure. I'm researching some right now that I can't wait to tell you guys about. But this week, I am going to be covering John Wayne Glover, and Kimberly is just here for the ride. Woohoo! So, and I think it's going to be a fun one. It is not. But it, it is not. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so you can just react to this awful human being. Awesome. I'm going to give a spoiler alert. He is not alive. So, that's good. Not that we wouldn't, like, trash talk him if he was alive. It would still be the same. Yeah. But, you know, just just a quick spoiler. He is... It did. He is deceased. This is an Australian case. He is not Australian, but this happened in Australia. So, Australian case. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, he's also known as the granny killer. Excuse me? The, yeah. The, the granny. The granny killer. So you can see where this is going to be going. Mm-hmm. Right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Sounds okay. like a lad. Uh, I guess we'll uh, get into it then. Uh, I'm just going to add some quick trigger warnings and I'll try to also add them in like before I talk about the really heinous stuff as well, but... Just gonna add some trigger warnings. There's gonna be graphic details of violence, sexual assault, and suicide in this case. So if any of those things trigger you, maybe skip this episode. Keep thinking. Yeah. So we haven't posted in quite a few months. We've been taking like a fairly long break, which I'll discuss in more detail on an episode with Teresa anyway. But um, getting back into it. Yeah, let's go. Let's find out about the granny killer. Yeah. I've actually recorded this with Teresa before and the audio quality was really bad, so we never posted (laughs) it. So that's why I'm now recording it with you because she already knows it. So it wouldn't be as as fun telling her. And I'm going to be honest, it's been that long. Quotations, fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do mind. It's been quite a while since I've looked at these notes, so honestly, I'm just 
just going to be learning along with you. Yeah. Really. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, John Wayne Glover was born on the 26th of November in uh, 1932 in Wolverhampton in the UK. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, he was born into a working class family and had a difficult relationship with the older women in his life, especially his mother, Freda. So we can see where this complex is coming yeah. from already. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really have an easy childhood, but like a lot of, a lot of people don't and they don't do this. Um, but he lashed out often as a kid. He was arrested in 1947 for stealing clothes and handbags at just 15 years old. Oh, man. He left school at 14 and served in the British Army, <laughs> but was discharged after they find, found out about his crimes. So while he was in the military, he was oh. like doing crime things and they found out and they were like, you can do that. While he was in the military? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. So that kind of goes against the, the standard practices. Just a, just a little just bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, he then immigrated to Australia in 1956 at just 24 years old, and he had no qualifications and 30 shillings to his name. Dude, all of this stuff, like, so he got kicked out of the military, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm 24 in, like, July. Mm-hmm. And he's been, like, through the military, has a criminal record, has oh now immigrated God. to another country. God, yeah. I... I... <laughs> What are you doing? I wake up with cravings for potato gems at like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. You know, like you gotta up your game. You gotta. You... Oh my gosh! You can get some more things on your belt. All right, welcome to Australia. I, okay. You criminal. So <laughs> he had no qualifications and thirty shillings to his name, and I. That's rough. Do you know how much thirty shillings is? Because I translated it. If you'd like to know, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so it converts to roughly thirty-five pounds or sixty-ish Australian dollars oh. today. Yeah, no, that's, and, that's uh, also a little tidbit. The website, the website that I used said you couldn't even buy any horses, cows, wool, or wheat with that amount. So what can you get? Not even a goat. <laughs> what are you doing? Not even a goat, man. Not even a goat. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's sixty dollars. Still more than I have this week. Um, Honestly, yeah. But he's trying to, like, make his way in Australia. He has nothing. And he has no qualifications or anything either. Yeah, that's rough. All he has is a criminal history. So <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing great. He's doing so good. <laughs> um, it really didn't take long for him to start committing crimes over here either. And he was convicted of theft in New South Wales and a larceny charge in Victoria, which is also theft. It's just... Fancy, fancy theft. Fancy. fancy yeah. Theft. Uh, he, then he had further legal trouble in Melbourne in 1962 after being convicted on two counts of assault, two counts of indecent assault, one count of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, and another four counts of larceny. Oh my god. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Uh, in each of the assaults, he. Uh, true warning. Violently and repeatedly beat his victims over the head forced them to the ground and removed their clothes. And a lot of experts say that if he'd been interrupted during these attacks, like if he if he hadn't been interrupted during these attacks, this probably would have been his first murders. Yeah. But they but they weren't. His second assault victim, a twenty five year old woman, was attacked on her way home from a meeting. 
Uh, he left her bleeding and alone on the front lawn of a home where the residents had heard her screaming and called the police while Glover ran off. The woman told police she saw a man following her, so she tried to run. He caught up with her and hit her over the head, knocking her unconscious. Poor lady. And she woke up, this is horrific, to find that her underwear had been, like, clawed at. Yeah. Ugh. So he probably would have, he, well, uh, for sure, would have also yeah. uh, raped her if he hadn't been interrupted. Uh, witnesses in the area said they saw a young man running from the scene into a nearby yard. At this point, Glover was 29 years old and living in Camberwell. Camberwell. Yeah. It's probably not. It's Cam- probably, probably Cam- not Camberwell. right. Camberwell. A suburb of Melbourne, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Victoria. Yeah. He was also working is. as a television rigger for the ABC. Fun fact. ABC, what you doing? <laughs> yeah. So he was oh only God. 29 at this point, and this is what he's doing with his life. Yeah. Surely my life's got to progress somewhat a little better than I think that I think that you're ahead. As, as long as you're not doing any of the things that he did. Yeah, I think I'm... I, I think that you're okay. I think once I may have um, stolen a lolly from uh, my food land back when I was, like, seven. <gasps> you criminal. I oh, know. I felt so bad, <laughs> and I still feel so bad. Like, it was a, a rap lolly. Like, remember when they used to have, like... Yeah. The things where you used to, like, shovel like your, your lollies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that. And they were wrapped. It was, like, even one of the ones with, like, little fruit fruit on it thing. Yes. And one actually, of those like, was sitting great. on top. They're not... They're terrible they lollies. Are. They're, they're not good They're not good lollies. lollies. <laughs> and I picked it up. And I was like, a lolly. And I put it in my pocket. <gasps> and I felt so bad that I think next time we went, I returned it. And just put it back on top again. My little brother got I was like, seven, leave me alone. <laughs> no. I was like, dude, no one's going to miss one piece of, like, five cent candy. Come on. Did you at least enjoy the candy? I took a bag. Oh, you did? I didn't eat it because I felt guilty. It was a lolly, but oh, I, I, I took a bag. So precious. I know. That's precious. I still feel bad. Well. I did watch my friend steal something once, and I was like, oh, I don't know why. But she did a tester. Um, I'm not going to say where it was because, like, don't come for me. But, yeah, we were at the shops, and there was, like, you know how they have, like, the, the bowls of just makeup products that are like damaged yes yeah she she took a tester she didn't even take the one that was new in a box uh, like out of the box she took the tester i'm like I... girl why would you take the tester <laughs> what were you <laughs> it was just like a lipstick or something oh, but i was I mean, like don't take anything oh, don't this take anything a, this is just a psa don't steal guys <laughs> steal don't thieve. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you don't, don't take the tester, you could get worse than COVID. Come on, man. <laughs> that That is very gross. Testers in general are just so unsanitary. So yucky. They're so, so yucky. <laughs> but yeah, there was literally a brand new one. I saw her afterwards. I'm like, look, I do not agree with what you, what you did. <laughs> but come on, man. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, Sidetrack. Sorry. Oh. But a lolly. Delicious. Anyway. Anyway. When this... Okay, so they... He was questioned about this attack. And when the police questioned him, he told them the reason for the attacks was that he was angry following an argument with his girlfriend at the time. Because that's such a... That's such a valid reason to... Look, go on a walk, take a few breaths, uh, go for a swim. um, Yeah, plenty of things. Listen to some music. Like... Do some meditation. Go pick up pretty rocks. Have and a like, snack, you know? Yeah. Any of the above. Have but some apple don't juice, assault man. someone. <laughs> yeah. 
have some apple juice. Take a chill pill. Have some apple juice. Yes. Whether it be um, adult apple juice or grape juice. <laughs> don't assault people, Don't though. assault people. Don't be yeah. a douchebag. So that was his excuse. And after giving this excuse, he was released on bail that same night. Because oh that makes sense. Yes. So I, I was just really, really Good mad. Place. So I just had to go and like, attack some other random person. Like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. Cool, cool, cool. Have a good night. See you later. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, except that as he was walking out from the police station, he was confronted by two detectives looking to, into a similar attack. Oh no! Uh, from a couple weeks earlier. In a reverse car. Yeah. <laughs> they they said, "Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Do you want to just turn around and walk back in? Let's please? just let's just go back in inside real quick. Uh, do, do not pass go. Do not yeah. collect two dollars. Straight he, to jail. He initially said he had no idea what they were talking about, uh, but eventually confessed after extensive questioning by the detectives. His crimes went to trial, and he received <laughs> three years probation. Oh my god. Here, have some candy that you stole. Have a bag and eat it. Um. They said three years good behaviour, sir. What? What do you mean? There was none of the good behaviour to begin with, so why should he be like... Three mm, years yeah. probation. So not even... Not, not even, even jail time. Not even jail time. What a load of... And there copies. has been so many people who have said if he wasn't interrupted during these attacks... He would have he would finished have them off, yeah. It was a... T- like... He would have yeah. tried to kill them, but they were like three years probation sounds sounds about right. That sounds that sounds good. I uh, think that sounds like spoiler alert. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what makes it was not. Was not it. Uh, yeah, so he was given pretty much just like a slap on the wrist, figuratively speaking. He managed to stay under the radar. Ra- radar. Radar. <laughs> radio. The radio. <laughs> He managed to keep under the radar for three years before 1965 when he was arrested for trespassing uh, while watching women through their windows. Come on, buddy. There are websites that you can watch gross. that stuff on. Come on. Gross. You don't need to actually trespass on someone's property. Just No, he's, he, but he's disgusting. <laughs> and he was given a three-month sentence but was released after serving only six weeks. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah, uh, so there's going to be a pattern of this where he just gets What's away. John? John. John, look, man. It's John Wayne Glover, but John. similar to John Wayne Gacy, who also got away with everything. Look, John's, John's, John's. the world. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> just stop. John Wayne's. John and John. John Wayne? Wasn't he like the... John Wayne Gacy was the John killer Gacy. clown. Oh, yeah. right. Um, who had bodies in his cool space. John Wayne Glover is the Australian... Granny killer. And then John Wayne is the guy that's on the horse and like all the old. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He also made some choices that were. It's John Wayne's. John Wayne's, man. John Wayne's of the world. Chill. It's the people with the two first names. Have some apple juice. (laughs) Apple juice. (laughs) Apple juice. Yes. Everything. Yes. Sipping my apple juice now. (laughs) Actual apple juice, by the way. Yeah, I'd have. Not apple. Not apple. Not adult apple juice. She's actually actual apple juice. Actual apple juice. I got Rachel to go and buy me some. Yes, because <laughs> I am. You're the best. Like that. Yeah. He took a break from crime after this. Ah, oh, <laughs> just a little, just a little hiatus. That's nice just, just a little one. Oh. Uh, yeah. And he went on to find a job at a shop selling wine and spirits, which I don't know how that apple um, juice. <laughs> apple juice. Adult apple juice. <laughs> adult apple juice. I don't know how that differs from like just. A bottle shop, but it's apparently, I think it's just like a fancier bottle shop. Right. Because I. A boutique. I actually of- did like spend an, an, an annoyingly long time uh, searching on whether this was just a bottle shop. 
because they uh, said he worked at a shop selling wine and spirits, and I was like, a bottle though. <laughs> no, <laughs> fancy. S- a sip and fancy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dan Murphy. Dan Murphy. Uncle Dan's. Only in Australia. Uncle Danny, don't sue us, please. We love you. You are my church. Anyway, in inner city Melbourne. Uh, this was uh, it was here that he met a woman named Jacqueline Gail Rolls or gay to her friends he also became a volunteer get this oh, no. at the senior citizen society no <laughs> no <laughs> no yes yes John stop <laughs> yes yes at the senior citizen society and he was considered by his friends and family to be a trustworthy man <laughs> Did they know about his past? <laughs> no, they were like, what? <laughs> what past? Who's that? What? <laughs> Who's he? Can be him. And, uh, they ended up getting married in 1968. Yeah. So they moved, like, they moved in together, got married, with the blessing of her parents. All that? All good? Didn't take long for Essie to start having concerns <laughs> about him. Because okay. mamas know. <laughs> Mums always Mums know. best. And she'd started to tell her daughter that she felt he was hiding something. Because at that point, they didn't know about, like, his past or anything like that. They didn't know about his criminal record or anything like that. So he'd gotten, like, this fresh start, worked, started working this new job, fell in love with this woman, married her. Trying to... Yeah. And so they didn't know anything about his past. And now his mother-in-law is like, I think there's something shady about you. (laughs) (laughs) Because moms always know. Anyway... These feelings pretty much only got worse when the pair moved to Mossman, a suburb of Sydney, in 1970 to live with Essie and John. And now Mossman, I was looking up real estate in Mossman in Sydney, like, as of recently, and there is, like, very little properties under, like, the millions. Really? Yeah, it is a fancy neighbourhood. Well, what is it? Moss- Mossman. Mossman. Yeah, I will put it in. We're looking it up because, like... I want to see fancies. Wow. Oh, God. So most of these properties, for reference, are huge. And they are private options. Oh, that goes upwards more. Holy day, I thought it was just like that. But, like, that goes Mm -hmm. up the hill. Mm Mm-hmm. It is very expensive. It is a very... Look at that. Yeah. So... For reference, it is a very upscale neighbourhood. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. He moved in there? They moved in with her parents. Oh, yeah. So her parents were quite well off and they moved in. Oh, so it would have been something like that, kind of like 70s vibes. Yes, that but big. But big, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, and that's so, so they moved in with Essie and John as a couple to sort of like start caring for them because obviously like they were her elderly elderly, parents yeah Yeah, so at this time john was quite sick and the couple were asked to help with his care uh gay and glover were very happy with the move and didn't mind helping at all probably because it was yeah (laughs) especially seeing as they were now living in a very high class suburb yes and get this a new wing was built into the two-story house it's already a two-story house her parents built a entire new wing for them to live in at the home so that they could care for John and they soon had two daughters together 
Kelly was born in 1971 and Amani in 1973. And the only thing getting in the way of Glover's perfect life was his mother-in-law. Oh, no. No. Uh, John Rolls passed away in 1981 and the tensions in the house got far worse. Yeah, he was was sort of like a... He put like a bit of a damper between between uh, John and his mother-in-law and then you know it so I'm looking at houses from like the 70s in yeah they the were place, really but, cool yeah 1982 Glover's mother migrated to Australia unannounced and we all know he has some mummy issues <laughs> she expected to move in with her son in Mossman and by this time, Freda had been through four marriages and a string of other boyfriends. Oh most of them while she was still with her husband at the time. But she suggested that she could be good company to Essie. She said to Glover, hey, let me, son, son, we have a strange relationship. I'm going to move over there without any prior warning and I can move in with you. And then me and Essie, we can become best friends. And it's going to be such a oh fun time. Oh my god, time. we can have like now, pillow parties and like... Yes. Yeah. Uh, except that Glover quite literally couldn't think of anything worse. Because the only thing that he hated more than his mother-in-law was his mother. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, uh, he was also terrified that if Freda moved in with them, she'd tell his new family about his criminal past. Which they didn't Ooh, know about. Oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would just confirm everything that Essie was already suspecting. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, will you be sus? Mum comes over and mum's like, hey, want to know some Want to hear a story? <laughs> I got some tea for you. I have some tails. <laughs> yeah. No. Pull out the tea bags, pull out the sugar, because girl, I got some tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was not having it. Absolutely not. No. So he managed to convince Freda to settle in Gosford on the New South Wales Central Coast. And it was here that she passed away from breast cancer in 1988. Mm. So he, he dodged that bullet. But he did not kill her. He did not kill her. Everybody thought that was where that was going, let's be honest. <laughs> I thought that that's where that was going. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy, I was don't like, do oh, that. Too. Oh, don't gonna... turn off your mum. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, poor lady, though. That's, no, yeah. That's still terrible. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't the greatest mother. But, but she, uh, cancer sucks. Cancer. Cancer really sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. We all have... And then Essie Rolls passed away the same year in a nursing home in Mossman. Oh, no. Also, they put her in a nursing home. How's that for... Yeah, they're like, we're going to take care of... But, (laughs) haha, kidding. That's so shitty, though, because they were living in... They were living in their their mansion. They they had a new wing built for them. The whole mansion. Yeah, and uh, they were like, "Uh, Mum, nursing home. (laughs) Thanks. My mum. Not just like, oh, well, you obviously have money, we'll get a carer in for you. Just no, like, they just straight up put her in a nursing home. Oh, I, the nursing home probably is like the size of this room that we're in and like, yeah. shove you in the corner and sit that there until sucks. you die. That like, really, I mean, that's that's kind of shady. Just a little bit. I mean, I don't know, I don't yes, know what their situation is, but that kind of seems a little... I mean, yeah, we don't know their age, but like... A little shady. Mm, yeah. Um, and you would think that now with the two people he hated most gone... Glover would keep his life on track. It yeah, would be smooth sailing yeah, from there. Yeah, surely. Great. Surely. He had a few speed bumps. <laughs> but things are good now, right? Yeah. No. Um, so he not. was unraveling because the tight this short period that he'd spent with those two women back in his life had just 
obliterated his mental state. And he was just awesome. like, so what? unstable. He's like, you know what? Rickety rockety trolley. Yeah. Hi, it's me. <laughs> so here's where we get into his more intense crimes. Right. And we're going to go victim by victim. Margaret Todd Hunter. On the 11th of January, 1989, he noticed an elderly woman making her way down a quiet back street. After parking his car, checking no one was around, he approached 84-year-old Margaret Todd Hunter and punched her in the face. Oh my yeah. god. He just... Yeah. Wham bam. I yeah. punched her in the face, man. Yes. Uh, while she tried to recover, he snatched her bag and ran away. Uh, she... This isn't funny. I'm not laughing, but she yelled, you rotten bugger at him Aww. as he escaped, which she's just trying to live her damn life. I'm an 80, 85 year old woman. 84, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. Just, just making her way. Yeah. And uh, he then used the $209 that he stole from her to go drink and gamble at the Mossman RSL, which is what he did so I hope it was worth it because it really wasn't that was something that he made a habit he started gambling and he a lot of times would use the money that he stole to then go gamble and drink like a shit person the police investigated as best they could but there was just no evidence for who did it and he yeah and there was no witnesses he made sure of that so he just got away with it but she survived and she was okay I was say, so as long as yeah, she's okay. so she got away. Her face was okay. Relatively easily. <laughs> Very easily compared to his other victims. Yeah. Gwendolyn Mitchell Hill. On the 1st of March, 1989. So, Margaret was in January. This is in March, 1989. Glover was having his usual drinks at the RSL after work. With stolen money. Likely. <laughs> um, as he walked to his car, he noticed 82-year-old Gwendolyn Mitchell Hill on her way home from the shops. She's just doing her shopping. Uh, he noted that she was moving slowly because she was using a walking stick to get around. Don't target the women with the walking sticks. Yes. He made his way to his car. Don't target women. <laughs> don't target anybody. Don't target. <laughs> just don't target. That's <laughs> for shopping. Yeah. <laughs> just. Uh, he went to his car and grabbed a hammer. Which he then tucked into his belt. He then followed her Aww. the whole way back to her retirement village. And as she was turning the key to her door, he hit her in the back of the head with a hammer. Mm. As she was turning the key to go inside. Yeah. He then... This is a trigger warning. He then violently beat her in the head and body, breaking several of her ribs and then stole her purse and the $100 that was inside and got away. A hundred dollars. But the other lady got a punch in the face and he's still got more money. This yeah, poor lady. The amounts, see, things something that you'll notice as well. The amounts that he's getting from this it's is not like minuscule. It. It's not, he's not doing it for I guess money. he's, I mean, yeah. And I mean, if he is, I guess he's thinking, oh, you know, they're old, they're going to have money. And also it's in a rich neighborhood. Yeah. So he's you, like, he, and I mean, there, there was, a few that he got a fair bit from, but 
He doesn't know how much he's going to get. He's no, not doing it for the money. He's not watching them to see no. what they're, you know, buying. If they're buying, like, mm-hmm. top brand stuff or are they going for the black and gold? Like, <laughs> are, you no, buying, are you buying three-ply Kleenex from... or are you buying uh, one-ply black and gold? Nobody who's not from... Is that... I think that's just a South Australian thing. I'm pretty sure it's not even in Victoria. I used to live in Victoria. I don't well, even home think brand it's... type things. No, but like black and gold specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... That's like the cheap... The cheap... <laughs> the, like the cheapest of cheap. Like the, the, the cheapest steroid, of cheap. The genetic... Generic. You buy the... You buy... You yeah. buy the black and gold orange juice and it doesn't even taste that. I don't even know what is in that. Shout out turpentine, probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly... It does not taste like oranges. I'm not that much. No. I used to get that every morning at my dad's. <laughs> yeah. It has a weird anyway. taste. But he wasn't he wasn't doing this for the money. No. He was doing no. it because he got thrills from it. Yeah. Obviously. Disgusting. Did is there more about her, did she? Yes. Uh, he left her on the ground bleeding and beaten, but she was still breathing. Two schoolboys found her and got help for her, but she sadly passed away later that day. It is how ha- it happens a few times in this where kids will find the bodies, That's like lovely. children coming home from school. Yeah, and that is just so far. You not only have you taken her life and ruined her entire family's lives by taking her from them, you've also, you've just, also just traumatized whoever finds for the her. rest of the life. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, whether it be a full-grown adult or a child, oh, like you've yeah. traumatized. You've just traumatized whoever comes across. Like it's. So shitty, so shitty. You're a douchebag. Yes, so she unfortunately passed away. The cases of Gwendolyn and Margaret weren't initially linked because neighbours assumed Gwendolyn had just fallen and hit her head. Um, And also, this drives me insane because not only does it happen, it happens so many times in this crime scene, in this crime scene, in this case, they hosed down the crime scene because there was, like, blood everywhere and stuff. So they like hosed it down because they you know like she didn't like her space like they were cleaning it up for her because they thought that she'd fallen and hit her head so many times have neighbors or friends or family and stuff like cleaned up the crime scene because they guys if you find a crime scene don't touch anything but they didn't think that it was a crime scene they think that they'd just like fallen because it's all old ladies so they think that they had just like fallen and so they were just like doing a nice thing, like cleaning I've it up. Oh, and I can't get up. Cleaning. <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> they just like cleaning it up for them, which it's, oh. it's so. I mean, that's that's sweet, yeah. but also you can see where they're coming from. Cool. But yeah, it's, yeah. Um, all the authorities, all the authorities could do was just speculate, really, and they treated it as a mugging gone wrong, which is what it looked like, yeah. really, after the initial. Okay, she didn't fall. Yeah, you know. Yeah, hang on a minute. Um, and after this, Glover returned home as if nothing had happened and went back to his totally unassuming wife and children. Oh my God. <laughs> as he did after everyone. Alrighty. This lady's poor family is just like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Grandma's and, dead. Yeah. And she was so close to getting inside as well. Yeah, That's, she was right sus- there. Yeah. And he followed her. It was probably. He probably did it because it makes it look like she just fell while she was at home. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if he did anything while he was walking, like that would be like real obvious that yeah. something was sus. So, like, yeah. All right. Lady, Lady Winifred Ashton. Just 10 weeks after his last attack, on May 9th, 
1989. I messed up that date. <laughs> I said 1889. It is 1989. <laughs> 1989. We're just going to go back 100 years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time travel. <laughs> uh, he was on his way to the RSL. Yeah. To spend the afternoon Cash. drinking and gambling. as With stolen money. Per usual, <laughs> likely. He had his hammer with him this day because, you know, we all just carry a hammer on our belts around like a normal... Yeah. Normal. Just, yeah, let me just pull it out of my door of the Explorer backpack. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, doesn't everyone? When he was getting close to the RSL, he saw an old lady shuffling towards him. She was wearing a red raincoat and using a walking stick. Mm. And I had to add that because she was the cutest little lady yeah, that you ever did just... see. She was on her way home after, play, after playing a few rounds of bingo at the club. Yeah, the bingo. Yeah. Her name was Lady Winifred Ashton, and she was the widow of the late artist Sir William Ashton. She was 84 years old, and she was currently suffering from lymph cancer. Oh. Yeah. Glover slipped a pair of gloves onto his hands and quietly followed her to her nearby apartment. When she made her way into the building's foyer, he pulled out his hammer and began beating her. He then threw her on the floor and dragged her to the block's rubbish bay. She put up a massive fight and Glover later admitted at one stage, uh, quote, at one stage she almost had me until I fell on top of her and repeatedly bashed her head against the concrete, end quote. Oh. So she put up a real fight. Poor lady. Yeah. Uh, once sad. he'd beaten her unconscious, he took off her pantyhose and used them to strangle her to death. After making sure she was dead, he laid her cane and shoes neatly at her feet. And this is something that he begins to do now. Like, this is sort of like he's, he's now got, like, a his signature. Trademark, yeah. Yep, so the first two, he didn't really... He's, you know, getting into his vibe, if you will. Uh, and he now has a signature. So he will strangle his victims with their pantyhose and then lay their shoes, and if they have a cane, at their feet. Uh, after making sure she was dead... He then took her $100 that her purse contained wow. and headed to the same bar that she'd recently left. Yeah. At the bar, he bought himself a drink and began using the stolen money on the pokies. And when he heard the sirens rushing to the nearby crime scene, he turned to the bartender and commented that he sure hoped there wasn't another vicious mugging in the area, knowing full well that he'd just killed her. When the police found Lady Ashton, she was lying face down with blood pulled around her head, as well as trickling out of her mouth. Her arms had been laid by her sides and her legs were crossed over. They also noted that the killer had used so much force to strangle her that the pantyhose was cutting into her neck. <gasps> yeah. oh, An autopsy revealed that although the crime scene looked sexual in nature, that there was no semen present, so he hadn't wrecked her. They ruled out money as a motive for the murder because she was still wearing an expensive diamond ring. Mm. That's the thing. Like, a lot of these old ladies as well have been married and they'll have nice, yeah. nice jewelry. Yeah, so they ruled out money as a motive. Uh, except that it was... Like, they later asked Glover about this and he just said that he preferred the uh, convenience of stealing cash rather than trying to, like, sell or pawn mm. jewelry. I mm, guess that's right. And because uh, a lot of jewelry can be traced. If it has, like, serial numbers, stuff like that, they can trace that a lot of stuff back then was, was one of a kind yeah as well. unfortunately like, he was kind of smart in that regard yeah. but also he just he was just lazy he just wanted 
he literally would just take the cash and then go straight to the pokies. So he wasn't, he didn't care about getting actual, like, yeah. large sums of money from these murders. To keep him. But now police were yeah. sort of connecting everything and they were fairly certain that it was one killer for all of these sort of, like, attacks on elderly women in that area. Because it was, it was all in the same area. It's so. all in the same area, yeah. Yeah. All but these 80 odd year old. Like, yeah, they're all but they in didn't between. connect the first two because they just thought that it was like an accident sort of thing mm. for that original one. Um, Alright, I'm going to go into a few further attacks now. Glover's mental state at this point was deteriorating even more. And he was just getting. Uh, what's the word? Less careful and more erratic. Yeah. If we'll yeah. say that. So he was now also starting to molest bed-confined elderly women in the North Shore nursing homes. So he... Yeah. Yes. Yes. He was going to nursing homes. Now, we're going to get into this because you'd be like, well, how does he just going into nursing homes and molesting yeah, women? Yeah. Like, why? What's going on there? So let's get into it. Volunteer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he was a volunteer at the Senior Citizen Society, but no, that's not. He actually, surprisingly enough, had, did nothing in that regard. Like, he kept that part of his life separate entirely. So, his family, his home life, his, like, volunteer status, his member of the community status, he kept entirely separate yeah. from, like, his crimes. It was like he was this entire... Yeah. yeah. Exactly, which is why it was so hard for his family to understand who he was later. Very, very similar to John Wayne Gacy yeah. and BTK and, like, all of these other killers. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Then everyone was like, everyone what? Everyone loved Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, it's, he was so normal. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, he had a new job at this stage. He was now working as a pie salesman for the 4 and 20 pie company. You know the 4 and, yeah, four and yeah, 20 pie? Yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a pie salesman for that company. Uh, so he would go into nursing homes as part of that job. Right. Yeah. So the first woman uh, Glover molested was 77-year-old Marjorie Mosley, which is, her name is so cute. It's so pretty. They, they're also all just such beautiful people. Old, old names. And it's just, it is horrific. On the 6th of June, 1989. This is all in 1989, by the way. That's he a lot of shit going He's very down. quick. Like, he's doing all That's of That's in, this. like, six months. Yeah. Yeah. He has killed multiple people. He's molesting people. He's... Yeah. This is... Insanely, like, erratic. That's crazy. He was just... Yeah. mm. Yes. On the 6th of June, 1989, at the Belrose Wesley Gardens Retirement Home, he slid his hand under her nightie, and then when she later reported it, she said she couldn't remember what he looked like. Because... Again, a lot of these are elderly women in care with things like Alzheimer's. Yeah, dementia, yeah. Yes. And a lot of them, unfortunately, couldn't remember what he looked like, or if they could, it was skewed, and it, or, you know, like, it was just... Luckily, there wasn't any cases, like, within this where people weren't believed. Like, luckily, that wasn't something that happened. Like. They were all taken very seriously. It was just unfortunate because they couldn't they remember couldn't actually, yeah. any of the details. Like, they were... The police, aside from the start, where he got, like, 
no jail time. Like, if they had just thrown him in jail from the start, none of this would have happened. Well, Let's just make that less, clear. Even less, to a degree, if he did get out later, less of this. And he would have been more monitored, likely. Yeah. But no, they just... At the start. But after that, Damn. when they were actually taking reports from these women they were being listened to it was just really hard because they couldn't provide enough like context and details for the police to go on yeah um uh almost three weeks later on the 24th of june literally within the same month he was at the carolyn chisholm chisholm nursing home there's something along those lines here um he groped the buttocks of one woman before going next door and doing the same to another woman's breasts. The woman screamed and Glover went to make his escape but was stopped by nursing room staff. They tried to question him but he talked his way out of the situation and quickly left which is something that he is very very good at. (laughs) He was very good at talking his way out of situations because he came off as a friendly Mm. guy. Sort of like the trustworthy dad type like if you see him when you look at a photo of him knowing everything that he's done you're like ew yeah disgusting scary but if you but if you looked at him just as a like as your friend's dad yeah or like a volunteer yeah at a citizen society a pie salesman yeah like he seems very normal yeah and he came. He was very good at making himself appear that way, and making himself appear friendly, and talking himself out of situations. Yeah. So, me, me also. <laughs> yes. On the eighth of August, he beat an elderly woman named Effie Carney. I love the name Effie so much. So Effie funny. Carney, as she was walking down the street. He then proceeded to steal her groceries and run off. Which what a fucking asshole. Didn't even... She didn't have any, like... Well, she probably didn't have any money on her because she'd probably just gone shopping, but he stole her he groceries. stole her groceries. She's like, I gotta go uh, and get my bread and apple juice. Yeah. Like, I mean... <laughs> I came with the apple juice. I mean, she was very lucky because she didn't get assaulted, but... Come on, what, man. What a dick. She just wanted what to make some banana dick. bread. Come she on. She was probably on her way to make an apple pie, and he just... Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway... Uh, in Neutral Bay, two suburbs south of Mossman, on the 6th of October, Glover entered the Wybenia nursing home, pretending to be a doctor. He put his hands up the dress of a blind patient named Phyllis McNeil, but ran when she yelled for help. Blind patient. He's vile. That's gross. He is vile. On the 18th of October, so that was the 6th of October... This is the 18th of October. He was walking in Mossman when he started talking to an 86-year-old Alzheimer's sufferer, Doris Cox. He accompanied her, walking slowly with her, because she... Yeah, they walk very slowly. Yes. They'll either run, (laughs) or they'll walk so slowly. Yeah, they will Usain Bolt, or they will, like, turtle. Uh, Doris was not. Doris was just plodding along, like a sweet little... Just chilling, man. Lovely lady that she was. Uh, yeah, he walked with her until they reached her retirement village, and as they entered the stairwell of her building, he mm. grabbed he grabbed her head and smashed it into the wall. Uh, 
she fell at his feet and he immediately searched her handbag looking for anything of interest to him he didn't even take anything by the way he never took anything from her he didn't find anything that interested him uh, and decided to leave without strangling her Oh, wow. How nice of him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. What a gent. Uh, fortunately, she did survive the attack. Oh, my God. But um, when she provided a description of him to police, it wasn't exactly accurate because she had Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, whether this was because of her shock or her Alzheimer's, yeah. she described her attacker as younger, possibly a teenager on a skateboard, which was not even remotely yeah yeah. Uh, when she worked with a sketch artist too and created a composite that unfortunately looked nothing at all like Glover yeah Uh, so the police were now looking for local young men with any connections to the victims or anybody who'd been acting like weird or shady in the area so they were looking at the completely wrong profile for this killer which was that was unfortunate (laughs) but yeah she did survive but it, it did kind of throw off the investigation yeah, no kidding. Quite a lot, actually. He um, was—he probably planned that as well. I, I mean, I assume that he's—I mean, he's attacking these people because they're easy targets. Yeah, and they're not going to remember just, him. It, yes, yeah. That's, so, like, that's the thing. And he's also hitting them in the head. Also, that—that'll do it. Yeah, he smashed her head into a wall. So that pro- likely isn't going to help with her recollection. Okay. No. On the second of November, uh, approached a 78-year-old woman in Lane Cove, a suburb about 10 kilometres northwest of Mossman. I'm not converting it to miles if there's any... <laughs> we use kilometres. I think that most of our listeners are in Australia, and if they're yeah. not, there's a lot of them in other European countries, and they yeah. also use kilometres, so... Convert it. <laughs> Convert it yourself, America. <laughs> Convert it yourself. Just, just please change look, for everyone look, else's convenience. I looked up shillings... Yeah. To goat purchasing power. So you can you can convert to money. You can convert it yourself, mate. Okay. We love um, you, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally getting not Give a spray. I'm totally not. Her name was, her name was Dorothy Benke, and she was making her way home from the shops, like many like of these others. the other ladies. Yes. And Glover offered to help her carry her groceries. Oh, what a gentleman. This one's bizarre. She told him that would be very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and even offered him a cup of tea once they got to her place. Bless her. Yeah. And uh, for some reason he declined her cup of tea and he left with no incidents. Yeah. <laughs> you were not expecting that one. I don't know if it was because she was just so, like, if she humanized herself to him in some way. Like, because he walked with her the entire way home. He carried her groceries home for her. And then she offered him a cup of tea. I don't know if she somehow made herself appear human to him. And it just threw him off. Whoa. He just couldn't do it. He declined her tea and left. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he, you know, like, I don't know if this was a situation that happened, but maybe he saw, like, her neighbours or something. Like, maybe... Yeah, maybe maybe, saw, maybe they saw him. came on the way home, and she said hi to her neighbors or something like that. Saw yeah, him with her. Someone. I don't know. Nobody really knows. Like nobody has said anything. He hasn't said anything about why he did. He, he just did, yeah. declined her offer and left. And that was the end of that. Wow! How how lucky! How lucky! Yeah, for whatever reason. My 
gosh. Uh, Margaret. I don't know how to say her. Pahood. Pard? I feel like it's Pard. Pard? Maybe. Apologies. Margaret. Margaret. Marge, if you will. Um, As he headed back to his car. This is the same day. So he's just left. No incidents. But he hasn't gotten his fix. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He headed back to his car. He spotted an 85-year-old Margaret also returning from the shops. He grabbed her from behind and beat her across the head. As she fell to the ground, he hit her again, leaving her with massive fractures to the skull. And she was found just a few minutes later by a local schoolgirl. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, Glover had rearranged her clothes, shoes and walking stick, but ran off with her handbag. Because he didn't have time to like search through it. He yeah. just grabbed it. He grabbed ran. it and ran. So he, but he did take the time to rearrange her, you know, do his signature. And then he just ran off with her bag. Uh, while the police were examining the scene, he was hiding out on a nearby golf course <laughs> uh, and rummaging through the bag, trying to find anything of interest to him. He found $300 and he made his way to the local... Cookies! Where are we going to go? RSL! Yes. To drink and gamble. As per usual. Yeah. The task force, because they had a task force at this stage, they set up one fairly quickly and it grew quite rapidly because this was all happening in a very short space of time. Yeah, no kidding. They weren't getting anywhere. They had a composite sketch, but it was nothing like who they're actually looking for it's um they had no t- t- Tony Hawk instead of um yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> they were finding it very difficult and they had like no connections between these like between the victims and then the nursing homes and stuff like they were trying they were finding it very hard to connect so there was a task force dedicated to this and it Good. was led by detective Mike Hagen um it now had 35 officers and was the largest Australia had ever had at that time no they posted a $20,000 reward along with the sketch from Doris Cox and urged it, it, yeah, and urged the task force to follow up on every possible lead, even if it seemed insignificant. But unfortunately, they had the wrong... They, had the wrong yeah, but they were... They were trying. Yeah. They were trying. Um, Olive Cleveland. Glover found his next victim less than 24 hours after oh, killing no. Margaret. Yeah, so he is getting real... He's picking up the pace. Yeah, yeah. So things are getting out of hand now. <laughs> if they weren't already, they are spir- spiralling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the 3rd of November, Glover was back at Wesley Gardens Retirement Village in Belrose, the aged care facility where he molested Marjorie Mosley. Yeah. He was there as part of his job, and on the way back to his car through the garden... He started talking to 81-year-old Olive Cleveland, who was sitting by herself reading. She's literally just trying to have a quiet moment to herself, read a book in the garden, and oh, this... Poor Olive. This... Oh, sorry. Can we just talk... One sec. I said this a long time. I love it quite a few times throughout this, but I love the name Olive. I know. I said to Zach the other day, because we're watching a show, um, Manifest on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, is so fucking good. So good. But there's a character on there uh, called Olive. Yeah. And I said to Zach the other day, I was like, what do you call the name Olive? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. I love the name Olive. I it's think like, that if we have a daughter, so I'm going to name her Olive. Because it. it is so cute. Do it. Anyway. Olive. Beautiful name. Olive. So beautiful cute. name. She was sitting by herself reading. 
she immediately felt uncomfortable by Glover and she started to walk away from him. But he followed and he grabbed her from behind. He forced her over to a side path and repeatedly slammed her head into the concrete until she stopped struggling. He then repeated his signature by strangling her with her pantyhose. And he rearranged her clothes, walking stick and shoes, and then made off with a whole $60. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking brutal. And he took $60 from her. You just... There's no way that he's doing it for the money. No. There's just no, no. way. That's that's not that's not a thing that's happening. That's not it. No. Um, police had exhausted all leads for this murder. They had no idea, and so they increased the reward for information uh, to two hundred thousand dollars. So it was twenty thousand. They've now made it two hundred thousand dollars for any information leading to the arrest of what they were now calling the granny killer. Um, they, li- the police literally didn't have anything new to go on. So they went back over all their evidence and they made a connection. Ooh. Yeah. Each of the surviving victims had seen a middle-aged man with graying hair who was well-dressed. So this was the first time that they had a connection between all of them with a, like a suspect that, a, a common. Yeah. Like this was the only like. Common denominator. Yeah, yeah. This is the only common denominator. Words are hard. Words are so hard. (laughs) Out of all of this. Yeah. I was at CFS last night and I straight up, like, I went to say a conversation. No, I went to say a sentence. Yeah. (laughs) See? Words are so hard. Words are so hard. Words are hard, man. I went to say a sentence and I said it so confidently, but none of the words were in the order. (laughs) The words. Yeah. And I said it so confidently too. Like, I I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead dead, dead set. Yeah, I was asking a question and I said it with such confidence and all the words came out in com- the complete wrong sentence structure. Like, yeah. they were just all over the place. And I just paused with, like, this quizzical look on my face. And the funny thing is, is that my CFS captain also didn't register it until, like, a few moments later. And we were just staring at each other with a quizzical look. And I went, that's not right, is it? He's like, He's wait like, a minute. No. No. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's incredible. It was fantastic. It was good. Oh. It was good. It's like me when I when I get a migraine, um, like I get all the you know like the the spots in the eyes and I can't feel yes. my hand. Like I could I could I could borrow um John John's hammer and smash my hand with it and I won't be able to feel it basically. But I'll start to say say a sentence. Yes. And it will just be. It just felt some like, sort of yeah. It like falls out of your mouth and you just and it takes so long for you to even register that that wasn't correct. Yeah, and you're like wait. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was a very funny moment, and I was like, I I shall restart. I shall, <laughs> let me just let me just restart my computer. We system. shall reboot. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Thank you. Oh God. Also, um, I recently realized that. Well, I got a message about it after my first CFS meeting. That one of the CFS members listens to the podcast and. Yeah. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dimmy. <laughs> and then, do you know Dimmy? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
Yeah. I might. I don't know. I know a lot of people through dad, but like. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Okay. So Kimberly's dad is also in the CFS. So that's that's a fun. Yeah. Fun little tidbit. Uh, yeah. But Tim Tim messaged me and said, Oh my God. I just realized that I listened to your podcast and she sent me screenshots and I was mortified. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Oh no. Hi, Jimmy. (laughs) That is awful. funny hi Dimmy. uh we hi, hope Dimmy. you're enjoying this one um <laughs> i mean i mean like to to to, to a, a to a degree to a degree yes um yeah yes don't don't enjoy death come on no i suppose we should probably get back to the oh yeah back to <laughs> when so i learned how to speak this yeah hard no. word yeah common denominator that's one was where i was going with that yeah. uh this was the first thing that they had in common between all of the cases, they finally had a suspect profile. Yeah. That was... That wasn't Tony Hall from 2003. Yes. That seemed <laughs> a more likely... Option. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Than a, than a rebel kid yes. on a skateboard. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, it is possible, yeah. They but tried. Like, they tried. Yes. Like, the poor lady who gave the description, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did uh, through some stuff. Now, in all of these cases they had said they'd seen a middle-aged man with graying hair pass by them and then they'd been attacked from behind so they were they couldn't at, at the time they couldn't identify who would attack them or anything but each of them said that they saw a man pass by them and then suddenly they were attacked yeah. So this is where the police are like, bring it all together. They're they're figuring this out. Yeah, this was when they'd realised they'd been looking for the wrong suspect, basically. And instead of looking for a younger man, they needed to start focusing on the people that didn't stand out. Yeah. The ones that could enter places without any suspicion and the men who appeared normal. Like, yeah. safe. You know, yeah. like that friendly the neighbourhood. Yeah, the comfort yes. person. The people who blended in. That's yeah. who they needed to start looking at. They'd be sus. Yes. Alright. Uh, Muriel Fagner. Oh, I love the name Muriel. Yes. See, these are also such sweet old ladies. And it's it's really, really sad. Uh, Glover didn't realise that the police were chasing new leads. He thought that he was... Safe. Yes, but he, like, he's... like flown under the radar and he'd gotten away with literally everything at yeah this point. no like, kidding he'd gotten at this point what six weeks jail time out of everything that he's done he six got that he got yeah. that three month probation and then he was supposed to have the however many however many long like jail nine so i don't even know what it was but he yeah. only served six weeks of it so he's gotten away with literally everything like He's just he's just getting a little bit cocky at this stage, but he didn't realize that the police were Fine, Tommy, like no. closing in on this sort of thing. Um, so he really didn't think twice about murdering his third victim for the month. <laughs> yeah, third victim for the month. <laughs> on the twenty third of November, Glover was in the uh, Bonavista Hotel. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, when he saw 92-year-old Muriel Falconer through the window. And I'm sorry, you go 92 years of your life and this is how... And this is how it's... And this is how it... I... That... Horrific. I was horrific. literally just thinking about that. I was like, so many of these like elderly yeah. people have just fought for us. You go your entire life... Like... Just... 
being Ugh. like just living your life and you are literally just trying to enjoy the rest of your life just these enjoy people retirement. fought for us man like yeah think about that and this is and this is how they were paid yeah it is horrific this it's is, absolutely ugh. horrific yeah uh she was partially blind and deaf and she was just trying to contract like carry her groceries home coming home from the shops she's 92 and she's still doing her shopping hell yeah what a bad bitch glover went to his car to grab his trusty hammer and gloves and then he followed her all the way to her front door of course because she was partially blind and deaf she didn't notice him follow her inside and he immediately held his hand over her mouth while he hit her in the head and neck with the hammer he beat her unconscious but she woke up as he was removing her pantyhose so she of course started screaming so he repeatedly hit her with a hammer until she was quiet he then finished taking off her pantyhose and strangled her with them before he neatly rearranged her shoes his signature after killing her he went through the house to look for anything of interest to him he took a hundred dollars from her purse put the cash and weapons into a bag and walked right out the front door (laughs) super casual yeah the next afternoon a neighbor dropped by mrs falconer's house and used the spare key to open the door because she she all of these women had families who cared about them yeah like so she had someone who checked up on her and all this like they they weren't like they had people who cared yeah when she entered she found the awful scene left by Bella this was the first crime scene that police had that was secured properly so this was major in the case. Yeah. Because of course every like all of the other ones they had either thought originally that they'd fallen, um, they'd yeah. been people that had trampled the crime scene, it was like outdoors, you know, like, there were so many different cases. But this was the first one that was like inside a home, untouched, you know, like the only yeah. person who came in afterwards was that one was, person. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the police were immediately able to secure this crime scene so that was huge huge for this case she was killed in her home and glover closed the door behind him as he left so all the previous crime scenes had been highly contaminated and yeah this one wasn't so the police found a shoe print left in blood on the carpet as well as a witness who saw a gray-haired middle-aged man in the area the day before it's all falling into place at this stage yeah a few weeks later the new south wales government upped the reward to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars shit they were after a man they They were closing in they were on this yeah so this is all while glover's just living his life as a quote devoted and hard-working family man yeah and at the end of the day he goes back to his family like nothing happened a pillar of the community if you will (laughs) yeah like you just haven't killed someone's grandma yeah someone's great grandma and he's he's like hi honey i'm home what's for dinner i can't i don't i just don't get i don't understand even even in like just as a far smaller capacity like people who cheat on their spouse and stuff like that i don't like maintaining a relationship is hard enough it's hard enough like, like that's just the thing. with like a singular like yeah. you and your partner like, like that's hard enough yeah. like going to work 
just keeping my house clean, having a relationship, I don't know, actually seeing my friends. That seems like a lot of effort to me. I can't imagine adding like a whole other life. Yeah. See, like, I, I don't... Because these people I, I, literally lead double lives. Yeah. How? I, like, I say, to, I say to Rachel, like, her and her partner, because I don't have a partner myself at the current moment, <laughs> for a while. But, like, yeah, like, friendship-wise, having a relationship mm-hmm. just with your friends and seeing them, like, I haven't seen... A for ages. Yeah. Like I saw her mum the other day at the pub <laughs> and I caught up with her. But like I haven't seen A for ages. Um I, 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 yeah. I, I'm at work all the time. That's why like, I don't yeah. how do you live an entire other life? And he's going to work. He's going to work. He's finding time to kill people, to go to the RSL and the pokies, to go home and be like, hey, honey, what's been doing on my day? has been great. And by all accounts, he was an amazing father. And then, yeah, and and then volunteering and doing all that stuff and having kids as well. That's that's a whole new level. He has two daughters. Like, actually, that's another reason why he opted for, like, like, he just, I don't know if, I mean, obviously, it's for the convenience and because they're easy targets, but I don't know if having daughters made him defer because obviously there's quite a few people who go for, like, sort of younger women as victims. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, deferred him. Probably. But, man, why couldn't you go after, like, people who have done other people dirty? Like, mm. not just innocent women. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Anywho, tell yes. me about what happened next. So he had a break from work over Christmas. Oh, that's as nice. Most many people do. Uh, but went back in early 1990, and it was around this time that he made a mistake. Because they always do. They always do. They eventually, they eventually they slip, slip up. up. They yep. do. And he would. And if you think about this, he was going like rapid fire, crime he's after crime after crime. He's been doing this crime. since like the 70s, man. Yeah, but like, like he's doing this in such rapid succession. Yeah, like, he, you got it. Like he's got to. No one. He is, He's going to make a mistake. Yeah. He's going to make a mistake somewhere there. Yep. So Glover had gone to work at the uh, Greenwich, Greenwick, I feel like it's Greenwick, uh, hospital on the 11th of January. He had a meeting with the administrator, Reg Cadman. Glover was a regular at this care facility by now because, you, you know, like he... Pies. It was part of his job. And the majority of the staff knew him at least by sight, if not by name. Yeah. So he's well-known in this hospital after his meeting while he was still wearing his very distinctive blue and white 4 and 20 salesman jacket and carrying his clipboard he went into the palliative care ward no. he is actively on the job at this point wearing the uniform the staff in this hospital know him at least by sight if not by name like on a first name basis with yeah, him yeah, yeah. and he goes into the palliative care ward no. too yes the unit was home to four old women at the time. One woman living in the ward was 82-year-old uh, Daisy Roberts, who was suffering from the advanced stages of cancer. Because that's what palliative care wards yeah. are for. It's like end-of-life yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't, don't forget I have a certificate and I did a... Yeah, really? a certificate three in aged care. Individual I did sport, not know that. And I've done... I did two weeks of um, placement. Why don't you do that as a job? Because I don't want to. Okay, that's fair. It's it's heartbreaking. I can't. That's fair. And I uh, my um when I went in for placement, it's supposed to be one like one on one with someone mm. the whole time. Like you're not meant to have the staff member leave you like leave you. And like my first day, no kidding, I went in there with my 
mentor person who then halfway through that week went on holiday so then I was placed with someone else it was ridiculous ah. um they're like oh we've got to go and take care of uh say Anna I don't know we've got to go and look after Anna you stay here and look after Mary so like yeah, so you're not supposed to be doing they that. went off and I was sitting there and I was like you know they just put her out the shower so there's this poor lady vulnerable with some random like I'm I was you know 20, 21 at this point, like for someone that some, she doesn't some, know, some young girl who she's never met before, mm. and but like I was of course very nice, very gentle because yeah, I'm scared. But it I don't still want to doesn't hurt help someone. that you don't know them. I don't know them. They don't know me, and I just felt like, and I was like drying between her toes because like you don't want yucky. Their toes mm. are very mm-hmm. like clamped together. When you get old, your your, your body's rigid. Mm-hmm. 23 and my body's already <laughs> feeling like that but I'm clean between her toes and she looks at me she's like thank you no one ever takes the time to do this you get six minutes in the morning to get a resident up out of bed on the toilet if not showered on the toilet as well because a lot of the toilets are in the yeah. like, in the same facility as the, the shower um, shower them get them dressed so get them dry dry semi-dry get them dressed and then into the room for like breakfast Mm -hmm. six minutes dude it takes me six minutes to even like think about getting the shower after about four hours of going i need a shower yeah do you know how long it takes me in the shower that's ridiculous like it's i i can't imagine i cared for my mum for a while and I can't imagine having no. six minutes. No. It takes, it took hours Do you to know get how long it in. takes one damn sock on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I and do, actually. Take, yeah, if, it takes long enough for me to put my socks on, let alone someone, yeah. you know, someone, and th- th- six minutes is not, if, if I'm, when I'm old, if I get old enough and I'm in an aged care facility, I am telling whoever's waking me up at six o'clock in the morning and getting me dressed Oh, shower dressing up and into the kit or well, kitchen, the you know, the dining area. I'm gonna tell them where to shove, okay? Well, that's that must be so <laughs> stressful as well, like as oh a resident. God. Yeah, imagine that. And someone's just gone, Hi, are you ready to? Uh, like, saying, like, you're laying down, you've been in bed, you've been asleep, not even oh, awake, not yeah. even awake. And I've gone, Hi Rachel, uh, good morning. Can I turn the light on? It's time to get up. And you're like, what? Like, who, who's who's in my room? And I just turn on the light. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to wear today? Do you want to wear this? And then that's like, so traumatic. And some of these people like, don't even remember like. Yeah, that especially is so in the dementia ward. My this is God. why, like, but aged care facilities are so scary. Like, not a, a lot of workers do their best, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. A lot of them My don't. My mom works in aged care, and it the is story she tells I me. I would never. I could never put anyone that no. I love into a facility. No. I just can't. No. If my kids. Uh, listen, first of all, if my future children are listening to this, if you put me in an aged care facility, or a Annie Kimbo's coming for you, right? Your inheritance is zipping. It's gone. It's all coming to go on Kimbo. Like, nothing for you. I will donate it all. You will not be a cent. <laughs> put me in a home. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Annie Kimbo's getting the uh, left will, in yes. the wall. You're not getting anything. Yeah, that's it. But no, I just, I can't. 
and so many people are like just do that and I'm like I don't know what's worse working at a chicken farm or working and wiping people's bums and being invasive in a space I mean I know I, they need the help d- chicken farms suck I would know a bit of that but yeah. you don't have to work with people so yeah in general well but also the just the way that it's yeah annoying. no I can see that it is extremely hard if you are in a job that you have to do that I hats off to you yeah hats off to you like you are everyone especially through the pandemic like oh my god not even like this was like 2018 that I did this so like during the pandemic if you've been like my mom like she I don't know she's been so scared she is the, she goes home and she goes to work she goes back home she goes to work like that's all she does because mm. she she's scared to go to the shops because she doesn't want to get sick not because she's worried about herself mm. but because she's worried about her residents she Absolutely. doesn't want to get them sick like that's yeah nah it's it is. yeah it's so hard and like you just oh mm. and nurses and all of you you guys oh. are real ones absolute real ones hell yeah that's nurses sure. doctors then dentists like Oh, anyone in healthcare, anyone, anyone healthcare. on the front lines, anyone who's essential workers, yeah, yeah. anything. Like, you guys are, you guys are killing it. You're the real deal. Right. Just don't kill people, please. Let's just, let's just Anyway, so, yeah, let's not kill people. So, he's made a mistake. He's gone into the um, palliative care. Yeah, he's gone to the uh, palliative uh, care. He's wearing his 4 and 20 yes. pie uniform. 82-year-old awesome. Daisy Roberts Daisy. was in this in this ward. She was suffering from the advanced stages of cancer. Uh, Glover approached her and asked her if she was losing any body heat. Because he's foul. He then proceeded to lift the covers and touch her indecently. And thankfully she was able to press the call button for assistance without like alerting him yeah because the call bells um so like if yeah. people don't know so like you, they can it's press like, the button and it will ring on the outside in the hallway yeah. but it won't ring any alarm yeah. in the room so it's just uh it's just a little like a cord with a button attached to it that you can like hold in your hand and you could just press that button and it will either like a light will sort of like i think some places they like a light turns a light. on outside the room it'll ring a bell in the nurse's station but it doesn't like, like it's a, not like an alarm sound. There's like or a little screen that'll light an LED screen that'll yeah. come up with like the number of the room mm-hmm. with the call alarm. Yeah, but it won't it make won't a sound inside the, room, the yeah. patient's room. Yes. Uh, so she was able to press the call button without alerting him. Go her. Um, and one of the staff walked in and saw Glover standing over her. When he was asked who he was, he ran out of the room obviously but was followed and the nurse was able to get the registration number of his car that bitch so this mistake was a mistake like he fucked up so not only did was like she able to get assistance and then staff saw him and all the staff know him so he was seen doing this and then also they got the registration of his car Boy, so he like fucked up. He done fucked. He done fucked up. Uh, When the police came to investigate the incident, they had no, (laughs) no trouble identifying him as John Wayne Glover. But it took a further week for police to get an image of him to bring back for the nurse to possibly ID him. Yeah, I don't know why it took. Yeah, why did they a week? I guess Facebook was nothing. You couldn't just pull out. Uh, Yeah, couldn't pull out your iPhone 11 Max. Yeah, plus. so, but they did a fancy. It would have been good if they, like, didn't take weed. But, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They, anyway, they, especially with about. a lady in palliative care as well. Like, yeah, but this was for the nurse. I mean, I mean, yeah, but if they could ask the 
lady and paladin. Like, yeah, that'll be who, who knows? Cool, yeah, who knows why it took so long? But it, it anyway it took a week, and Nick. she positively ID'd him <laughs> from the photo. It was <sighs> this is Mm-mm. frustrating. So this is where like they didn't communicate. This was between like the local police. And the task force, there was not communication. There should have been. Sounds like my Uh, work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was a further three weeks before the task force even heard about the incident. What the hell? And they could connect it to the murders. Three weeks. Well, because they weren't connecting this with the murders. They were just connecting this as a molestation at a nursing home. Oh, my God. So there was this separate sexual assault case. And they'd positively ID'd him for this. So they positively say, okay, yep, that John Wayne Glover, That's he him. indecently assaulted an yeah. elderly woman. But they weren't connecting it to the murders going on in the area. So they didn't, like, it, that connection was not made for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, three weeks is a lot. Three weeks. Like, for him, especially. For him? Yeah. Yeah. Boy mm-hmm. can do a lot in that time. Yeah. Meanwhile, through chats, uh, Chatswood detectives had called to set up an interview with him to talk about the attack on Daisy Roberts for 5pm the next day. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just preface this by saying, when does it ever work setting up an appointment with someone <laughs> to talk about? Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like once people know that you're onto them... You don't want to go to a meeting. I don't with think someone who you know, wants to put you behind. I don't bars. know that he's going to be super pleased about that. No, like is he just going to walk in? You know, he's just he's just got an iced coffee. He's like, I'm ready for my meeting. Hey guys, I got my farmer's union. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, I brought a sandwich. Actually, so I'm just trying to make peckish. this sound so uh, Australian. Like, but you know, like I got. I got a sandwich just in case I get hungry. Uh, what do you guys want to talk to me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made a meeting. I'm. You know, I'm actually five minutes early. No. No, like <laughs> no, he's hang not going to do that. I so forgot they, my nippies. Let me just go down. Yeah, yeah, no. So they uh, set up a meeting for five pm the next day uh, when he didn't show up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't. Show up. No, who was he late? Did he have car trouble? <laughs> Damn! Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the meeting. Sorry, I just guys. I didn't put it in my planner. I actually confused it for next week. I am so oh. sorry. Yeah. Dang. Soros. Yeah. Soros, uh, no. When he didn't show up, a detective called his home. Oh. And he was then told by his wife <gasps> that he'd attempted suicide. Shocker. Shocker. So this, de- he, this detective calls his home. And his wife is like, actually, my husband just tried to commit suicide. Why are you calling? <laughs> Can I leave a message? <laughs> no. Uh might officers need a, need rushed a to the, for the other side. Yeah, uh, uh, officers rushed to the Royal North Shore Hospital where he was being treated for an attempted overdose. They weren't able to speak with him at that time. But Sorry, nursing, that's not funny. But like, he's now trying to run away because he knows that he's busted. Yeah, yeah, of course he does. For one, for one thing. Yeah, this is just for that. This isn't even everything. He doesn't yet. like. But, you, I, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't know that. He just knows that like they what know about this. Thing, yeah. But, like, I'm sure he's smart enough to know that they're going to connect it. Yeah. Uh, They weren't able to speak with him, but nursing staff gave them his suicide note. Uh, Part of it read, quote, no more grannies, as well as, quote, Essie started it, referring to his mother-in-law. Which, what? Just, look, you're a shitty person. You murder innocent... 
old women and you're just gonna be like yeah but my mum-in-law she was monster-in-law she was she really started it for me <laughs> what a shitty ugh. you can't just blame <laughs> No, no. You're a murderer. <laughs> like if Jesus. you're a murderer, you're a, you are just a, a dick. You are just a murderer. That is. Just, <laughs> you're a murderer. You're an asshole. Go away. Yeah. No. Okay. So investigating officers obtained a Polaroid of Glover and handed it over along with the suicide note to the task force. Who now all they had to do was prove that he was in fact the granny, the granny killer. killer. So they had to put this all together, which was proving. Quite hard, but like they had the suicide note, which was referring to the no more grannies. So they were pretty. I mean, they were certain at that point that he was he was their guy. They just had to connect it so that he get a solid case. Yeah, you know, providing he didn't die first, finish himself off. Yeah, all they had at that time was a suspect who fit the description and had a job putting him in many of the areas where the crimes have been committed. So that's what they were so like yeah. trying to base it on. But like, they needed it's kind they, of sus that you be. In I mean, the same they place really needed time. like more than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was w- well enough to speak, they interviewed him, but he denied obviously having any involvement in the assault at the nursing home. Oh wow! Um, and the police at that time didn't mention any of the murders to him because they didn't have enough evidence to go on, and they didn't want to give him a reason to run or yeah. like. Don't try to kill himself again. Him, yeah. Yeah. So they wanted him to think that they weren't onto him. Yeah. They wanted oh, him to think. Oh, it must have just been a mishap. Like, yeah. Thanks. They Sorry, wanted mate. him to think that the only thing they knew about was like this assault. They were like, "Hey, you assaulted a lady," and he's like, "No, I didn't." And they're like, "Okay, sorry, our mistake." Yeah. Super sorry about that. Uh, no worries. But they didn't want him to know anything else. Of course not. Of course no, not. they were keeping it close to the chest. Honestly, they did. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, they were really. I mean, if, look, there's there's some mistakes, but also there's mistakes in every case. Yeah. It's like when, I think it's just when you are looking at it from this perspective, like everything is under a microscope, you're gonna notice like all of the things that they do wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So the police acted like they believed him, and they just let him go. They were like, "Yeah, no worries. Um, sorry, you know, like our mistake. Sorry for the inconvenience. We'll sorry, it must have been someone else. Like that's all good. No worries. You know, rest up. It's you just take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, want, we want you here. We want don't, you. don't make yourself. What a great guy. What a, what a great guy. What a just stand up lad. Be on your way. Go home to your family. You know, just, just have a few rest days. Uh, but they had put him under twenty four seven surveillance. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, to to make sure that is okay. Of course. To not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to monitor his condition. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, he did, he didn't know this. Depression obviously. is difficult. Uh, on the nineteenth of March. Police followed him to Beauty Point, an exclusive waterfront. Now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go into the fact that he did not know he was under surveillance, and what he does next proves that he had no idea he was no under idea. surveillance. Because you would think that if he did, he wouldn't have done this. Nineteenth <laughs> right, of March, they followed him to Beauty Point, an exclusive waterfront suburb which was near Mossman. So this entire area is just like bougie as fuck. Yeah. Uh, he pulled up outside the home. Of 60-year-old Joan St. Clair. Uh, she and him were actually long-term friends. Like, he had a long-term platonic friendship with her. Yeah. He sort of just, like, you know, helped her around her house and stuff like that. Which is really weird, considering how, like, how much he struggled with relationships with, like, older women. Yeah. But he was actually, like, a really good friend to her. He helped her, you know, with anything that she needed. And that was just... Yeah. Yeah, so... 
The officers watched him as he checked his appearance in his rearview mirror before going inside. They originally just believed he was, you know, visiting a friend because as he had, and he'd visited her so many times before. Like, you know, yeah, they yeah. were just... Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just they actually friend. weren't initially concerned about it. <laughs> but they did get worried when it went past 1pm and there was still no movement in the house. By 5pm, it was clear something was very, very wrong. So they asked Detective Hagen for permission to enter the home. He gave the all clear at 6pm and two uniformed officers approached the house and knocked on the door under the excuse of investigating a noise complaint from barking dogs. So they had this entire plan. They were, you know, because they didn't really have reason, obviously, and they also didn't want him to know, say this was him just visiting a friend. Yeah. They didn't want this to be what blew the cover of him being under surveillance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because that would be silly. Yeah, well, because then it could prevent, you know, like, if he was going to do something else. Yeah. He would then know that he's being surveilled. They'd be um, sussing him. Yeah, so they just wanted to tread very carefully. But uh, 6 p.m., knocked on the door to say there was a noise complaint uh, and there wasn't an answer. So they went around the back of the house where they saw through a window a hammer laying on a mat covered in dried blood. Senior officers were then informed of the situation and Detective Sergeant Miles O'Tooley and Detective Paul Mager and Detective Paul Jacob were the first officers to enter. So these are three senior detectives. They entered the home and they noticed pools of blood, the hammer covered in blood, and a pair of women's underwear and a men's shirt, both drenched in blood. Oh, just right there. Oh, there. Uh, The next thing they noticed was Joan Sinclair's body laying naked from the waist down with her head wrapped in a blood-soaked towel and pantyhose pressed tightly into her neck. When Glover had visited her, he brought a briefcase with him. Inside the briefcase was his hammer, which he then used to beat her and concentrating mostly on her head. He then removed her pantyhose and strangled her, only this time he added to it by using several other pairs of her own pantyhose that he'd gone into her bedroom and grabbed from her drawers. He then wrapped her head in towels and dragged her body through the room, leaving a trail of blood. So, he, like, wrapped her head in towels. I don't know if that was because, like, nobody really knows whether it's because he, some, like, because he had an emotional connection yeah. to her. So whether he could see her face. Whether he didn't want to see what he'd done. Or whether he was just trying to not make such a mess. Yeah. But I don't really know why that would matter in that scenario. Like, obviously, like, there was still You're a murdering mess. someone, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, so I don't know if maybe, like, maybe it was because he didn't want to see what he'd done. Yeah. Which, but then why do it? Yeah. Like, it's just... It, like, this was it's sort of... Into a, like, a, a close This frame, was sort of, like, like... And, like, but this, you'll see, is sort of, like, he's, like, on the way out. Like, if I'm going to go down... I'm going to go. I'm going to do a brutal murder before I go. Yeah. Like, but... To a friend, though. Home, but yeah, to someone you yeah. know, that's... Yeah. Mm-mm. So, for this murder, he used all of his signatures, as per usual. Yeah. But unlike the other victims, Joan also had damage to her genitals. But Glover denied that he'd done anything sexual to her. It wasn't, like, revealed whether he had or not. It was really hard to tell. He said he didn't, but there was evidence suggesting otherwise. And he's a... 
fucking liar. So, <laughs> not really going to believe him. No. Detective Mega found Glover lying unconscious in the bathtub, naked. Which also, why is he naked if he didn't do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with his left wrist slashed. Uh, they described the room as smelling of alcohol, blood, and vomit. Which... Yeah. 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 Oh. So after killing Joan, uh, he'd run a bath, swallowed a heap of Valium pills, and washed them down with Scotch whiskey. Which that sounds so bad. That sounds so bad. That sounds so gross. Uh, he then got into the bath and sliced his wrist and waited to die. An ambulance was called and Glover survived. Lived. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> uh, when he woke up in the hospital, this was when he confessed to all of his crimes, oh. but never provided a motive. Which wow. at that point, why not? Why not just tell them everything? Yeah, you're trying just to knock yourself twice. Come on, man. Like, you've already admitted to everything. You can't not. That's it. He, he could not. Surely. But why not just provide a motive as well? Like, the most he would say is, quote, I just see these ladies and it seems to trigger something. I just have to be violent towards them. End quote. Which, no the fuck you don't. You do not. You need you therapy. Do not. You are such a... <laughs> you do not. You need therapy. You never... Okay. Nobody ever has to be violent. That is the most bullshit yeah. thing I've ever heard. Uh, and if you do, try something like, you know, axe throwing or like... Yeah. You know, read a fucking book. Do some boxing. Yeah, you know, like, like with, a, with an actual punching bag, not a not a human. Y- yeah, I do archery when I'm angry, with oh, a yeah. with a target, yeah. not a not a person. Not a person. Not a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, but his wife and teenage daughters, because he had two teenage daughters at this stage, at this time, yeah, they were absolutely broken when they heard. No kidding. Because and like they found it really hard to come to terms with the fact that their loving husband and father could have done anything like this like yeah. so horrific and these crimes were so brutal and then to them he was just this gentle gentle guy like they were yeah so they didn't know anything and they were absolutely like horrified when that's they found so out. heartbreaking and they like their lives are ruined now too yeah like this is just oh uh-huh, you're that cute with a dad who killed all the grandmas yeah <laughs> like this is absolutely horrific like, uh. um, so the trial commenced on the 28th of March 1990 and despite his confession he pleaded not guilty to the murders of six elderly women <sighs> trying to say that he was temporarily insane for the period of him committing the murders look I am thanks Akon I am so over it's fine okay. um, I'm so over people trying to use the I'm mentally unstable or like Oh, uh, it was because of this. Like, it, no, you still did it. No, it's and give a confession and then be like, mm, actually, nah, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, no, it's so stupid. What the hell? It is like, so it's, it's not funny, but like, it's it's yeah. just so oh. the the crown prosecutor felt the same way, and he stated that Glover knew fully the extent of his crimes, and even as he would strangle his victims, he'd be considering how he was going to spend any money that he stole from them. That does not bode well for you being insane. That 
No. That, that shows that you are very alert and very aware yeah, you're of what aware you're doing. Of you're just stupid. stupid. Hmm, what drink do I buy at the RSL? Like, mm. Mm. Yeah, what am I going to... Which machines am I going to go on today? Yeah, horrific. Yeah, I reckon the blue one. The blue one's... Oh, maybe the green mm. one, though. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, feel like that one in the corner, you're usually pretty yeah. lucky for me. Yeah. That, as he was yeah. taking someone's life. Yeah. As he was yeah. wrapping there. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't around that well that you're insane. No. Uh, he also pointed out the way that Glover had posed the scene using the pantyhose was a way to throw off the police by making the crimes look sexual. Mm. And Glover was impotent, so it would be an unlikely motive. The elderly for him were just easy targets, as we've been saying. And yeah. it was a way to take out his anger against his mother and yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, the jury determined Glover was entirely sane. And they found him guilty, of course, because oh, <laughs> he is. Good. And they found him guilty on six counts of murder. And he was sentenced to six life sentences. Good. Finally. Because... <laughs> Ugh. Like oh at this point, God. he'd gotten like no jail time whatsoever, no. and he'd like been doing so many crimes before. Yeah, this six as well. weeks over like forty yeah. years of murders. Yeah, no. So he so was thirty, I think. Yeah, he was found guilty on six counts of murder and sentenced to six life sentences without the possibility of parole. Good. And then how how did he die? Did he die in? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll get into that. There were also nine. So I want to know about his death. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not fun i wish it was more fun honestly i wish that he would he had like you know like an inmate had taken care of him or something but it's not yeah, it's okay. it's yeah uh there were also nine other murders that he was suspected of but he never accepted responsibility for them and there just wasn't enough evidence to charge him with them oh my god yeah so i you know mentioned all of these yeah, yeah, yeah. these women but there was nine others that he was suspected of oh my god yeah yeah he was sent to the Lithgow, 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 something along those lines, prison where he was held in a maximum security cell. Fuck. an annoying little bitch, but uh, Glover's third suicide attempt was successful. And on the 9th of September, 2005, he was found hanging in his cell. I don't want to say, like, good. But, good. <laughs> um, no, because, like... The thing is, if someone's done something like this, whether it be sexual assault, like rape, blah, 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 all these people who go to prison, if they've gone there for life, mm-hmm. they need to die of old age, of suffering in yeah. a place like this. No, not get, why... not take the shortcut and get out of it. No, but that's what makes me angry is that he killed himself, where it's like he should have spent the rest of his life rotting in prison. Yeah. And he got... And he didn't because he, he killed himself. Yeah, he took the shortcut and just like that makes me so angry. I I like I honestly hoped that if he was to die in prison, that it would be like he got like like shanked from a yeah, at from least like be, a prisoner like, or something yeah, like well, you know something. There are a lot of people in jail, and you'll find that I mean obviously there's a lot of people in jail, but you'll find that a lot of time if someone has you know usually it's when they've sexually assaulted or raped someone. Um, the inmates will be, if they're just like, mur- they've done murder or robbery, you know, theft, mm. whatever, lo- larceny, like, like yeah, they yeah. will kill them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the, the other people will kill some, especially when it's against children. Mm-hmm. 
If anyone's in there for anything against children, Look, there's they certain will be crimes killed. that I think you can be rehabilitated from. Uh, this, this is not is one, not of, one of, of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care how much money you pay me. I will never say that this is one that you can be re- rehabilitated no. from. No, of course not. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> and also crimes against children. I think no. there's. I mean, I think there's certain crimes that you definitely can. Like I, it, like theft or like drug charges. Sure. Yeah. Driving. Yeah, driving fences. Sure. Like, um, but Murder? if you are like rapes and assaults and stuff along those yeah. lines, like sexual assaults, crimes against children, yeah. crimes against the elderly, like I don't. Yeah, S S A and R is what I mm-hmm. call it because I don't like the words. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, S A and R or any type of violence, yeah, domestic there's, there's abuse. There's just some things that not... I don't think you can be rehabilitated from. And I don't think that I'm not saying that I think that they need the death penalty or anything like that, because honestly, I think that's an easy way out. And I'm honestly against the death penalty because there's a lot of cases that people were wrongly. Oh, yeah, there's wrongly. And just in general, even if you have done it and you've been sentenced for that and there's proof and all that, I still don't think that the death penalty is right because I think that you should rot in prison for the rest of your life. Yeah. But I do think you should have life without parole. Oh, if you're a hundred percent guilty, yeah, and I don't think that there's no any shit. chance for rehabilitation. You should never be allowed out. No, and I don't know why anybody would disagree with that, but it's just that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. No, it's I don't agree with the death penalty, but I do think that life without parole. Some people crimes. I just want out of this world quicker than you could believe, but like also at the same time, you want them to suffer. Well, yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't like the fact of people offing themselves anyway, because like you know we've all, we all know someone who has like, attempted that like we oh, yeah. we all know we all know that and that's painful but if you're a murderer and you've murdered possibly up to yeah. what 19 pe- people uh, innocent 15 15 is what he like is suspected of suspected but he was only like, accused of but he was only convicted of six and they just no no you don't get to off yourself like yeah. that. That's not fair. On it makes me very families. angry. <laughs> I know. So like, he, oh. uh, yeah. I actually, I need to look up real quick because the house that they lived in uh, was sold. And I want to quickly see how much it was sold for. Glover Home. I kind of want to see the house as well. Yeah, I will show you. So Mossman Home, where the late serial killer John Wayne Glover lived. So this is what it looks like. Has sold again. It has been sold. And it was sold for $5.4 million. And that's what he looked like. The Wyong Street property was home to the, quote, granny killer from 1969 until his 1990 arrest. Yeah. And it is very pretty. (laughs) It is a lovely home. Uh, But it was sold by the Glover family in 1992 at $455,000. And again in 2013 at $2.45 million. Obviously, like inflation and stuff as yeah. well. Uh, so, like, they don't miss it out. Yeah. I also don't know how I would feel about living there. <laughs> no. So, that's that case. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Thank you for talking about me murdering grannies. Yeah. 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 Um, and I will post the photos of him and probably where he lived as well. Did the, did the kids grow up as decent? Because they'd be in... I'm not sure, honestly. 
they were teenagers in the 90s, so they'd be... I don't think that they're mentioned anywhere, and I also don't think that they want to be mentioned. I mean, good, like, for, I don't think that they... good for them, like, that, like, keep their name out of, you know... Yeah, and I'm but not going to also... mention them because they didn't know anything, and it's not their fault. Oh, hell no. I just hope that they're... So I'm not going to, like, post their photo or anything? No. I just hope that they're... I hope that they're thriving. I hope that they're okay. I hope that they're not... Yeah. ...letting what this man did. Yeah, I mean... I, I want to say, you know, they're their father, but that's not... No. <laughs> who... I mean, I think that who they saw as their father was a very different a very person, different person to, to who... what this man... What this man who, did. Who he truly was, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I hope... I hope the kids are... I hope the kids are thriving and living their life um, mm-hmm. in a in a good <laughs> in a good way. Yes, um, definitely. Gosh dang! And the wife. I hope the wife went well. Yeah, I hope that all of them are doing so much better. Yeah, God. If you have any case suggestions or your own stories or anything, send them to terrorstylespodcast at gmail dot com. And I believe it's Terra Charles Podcast on Instagram. Our link tree is there with all of our links to everything else as well. We hope you had a good Christmas, New Year. It is now almost the end of January. <laughs> it's almost February. But we haven't posted in a while. So we hope that you guys are doing good and we're going to get back into a regular schedule. Because we've just had a lot going on. We look forward to giving you more cases that we will have in the next couple weeks. Who knows? We might have Kimberly on for another episode soon. Yay. Maybe Casey on for another episode. You guys have heard a case with her and Teresa. So I think that we'll just be having like some more guests on and stuff just as a fun little thing to tie in and sort of bring a little bit of light to this little dark sort of stuff that we talk about. Heck yeah. I'd um, love to come back. Yeah, I find it. I mean, not fascinating, but to a degree. I think that it's hard not to find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Anyway. It's been fun. Cheers. Bye, Terrors.